Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, switchy ceremonies, all the boobs with food on them, and tentacles spawn. (laughs) Before we get started, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporter, Lynch. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get discounts to Dan and Dawn events like the upcoming Power Exchange on Conference on December 7th. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. That's December 7th, 2019. Uh, one of our uh, friends on the Practical Power Exchange group is just quoted something I said on episode 120. I noticed that. So, so better I'm put like... the year out there. Otherwise, they're going to hear that. Four years from now, be all excited. Exactly. No, no, that was nice. no, no. That's yeah. So, 2019 is the year that we're in. 120 would have been, wow, a few uh, years ago. Seven at least, maybe eight. Yeah. Uh, we are getting that closer to episode 500, but we're not there yet. So, I did notice something the other day before we get into our topic, and we'll, What's we'll that? be there just a moment. Um, I was. Posting an episode, and I realized that episode 493 got skipped. Ooh. We just simply didn't record an episode 493, and I just went ahead and recorded and labeled the next one as 494. So we're actually one further away from 500 than we thought we were. No. We are going to, as soon as we're done recording (laughs) this podcast, which I think is 496, 497, something like that. I think it's 496. Okay. We are going to immediately record 493. But that's going to be one I put out on the Patreon feed for just the Patreon listeners. Nice. Uh, Now, if you're not a Patreon listener and you're saying, whoa, wow, that sucks. Well, we've probably used up all the material we have on this episode, (laughs) so I don't know what the hell we're going to be talking about. So there you go. But it would only cost them a dollar to become a Patreon supporter. We we need a little bell every time we ping that, or uh, every time that we recommend people go spend a dollar or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've got a little ding, ding, ding that we use for speed dating. Oh, that's true. That would work. Do you prefer kinky speed dating or poly speed dating? Probably kinky speed dating because you can talk. You only get five minutes to talk to each person and it's really kind of hard to figure out if there's a click for like a poly relationship in that amount of time right and it's hard to split people up so it takes a long time because we have everybody talking to everybody mm-hmm. whereas the kinky speed dating we got the subs on one side the doms on the other the switches pick a side and it's bam 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 and you know what questions yeah. you have and you got kink starter cards if you don't have enough questions and you can I w- figure out if you're gonna slap something together i would have a hard time <laughs> figuring out if somebody's com- poly compatible with me in five minutes right kink compatible i can do that in five minutes oh exactly Exactly. So that works. Speaking of switches, our um, topic co- today comes from a person in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Would you like to try and pronounce that name? It's got a nice pronunciation Sir- right there. Syriana. Syriana. Oh, Syriana. Fuck, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Do you want me uh, to read the question? Why not? So cool. Uh, my partner and I are both polyamorous and kinky, and we are into many of the same kinks. Good to We're know. also both switches and both married to other partners. Okay. Recently, we discussed making our relationship dynamic more formal, but we are only familiar with collaring in the kink community as a way to do this within DS Dynamics. Since we switch with each other, this complicates things. Have you ever encountered switches who have collared one another? 
Most of my friends are on one side of the slash or the other, so I haven't been successful getting advice from them. I know agreements in every dynamic are different. What advice would you two have for a couple of switches looking to collar and be collared? You know, the funny thing is when we got this question in the old email, I responded (laughs) by saying, you know what? I don't have any experience. I don't know anybody who's done this. But let me ask on the podcast and maybe and, somebody and, come up. And then and you I reminded waited, me. Right. I waited a couple of days for you to answer that one. I didn't answer it because I knew you had an answer. Right. And then you answered and said, nope. And don't I know of totally anybody. forgot about those people. <laughs> you had forgotten that you had performed a ceremony. Yes. For a uh, we'll couple that B&P. were switches. B and P. Uh, yes, it was B and P. And it would have been about... 2005 Yeah, I was going to say. Now, that was because, a couple years ago. Yeah, because that was the same time that Mistress S mm-hmm. told you to claim that master title. Oh. We were all out to eat at a restaurant right mm-hmm. before you were doing getting ready to do the ceremony in a park. Mm-hmm. And she said, claim that title, Dan, because you have a slave and you're taking care of her. So... You I are remember a master. That. Yep. So uh, B&S, actually, as you mentioned, B- mm-hmm. B&P, mm-hmm. Uh, they did indeed do a, a, they were switches with each other. They did a collaring ceremony where they just simply placed a collar on each other. Right. And my understanding of the way it works for them is they sometimes would take, one of them would take the collar off just to say, yep, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. to be the switching on that side of the slash. Yep. Um, and they, they did it like a wedding ceremony with yeah, their own absolutely. vows, right? Yeah. So. And that's, you know, that's the important part. So for me, if you're making a commitment ceremony like that, and I appreciate that there's a, you know, people say there's a difference between a wedding commitment ceremony and a power exchange commitment ceremony. Um, or that a power exchange isn't really a commitment ceremony, but for me, it really isn't that much different. It's kind of the same thing. You're it you're is. just you're looking at another human being or in a poly thing at a couple of other human beings and saying, You're important to me and I wish to share these vows with you. And the vows don't have to be death do us part or mm-hmm. anything like that. The nice thing about being in an alternative lifestyle, you get to fucking decide what works for you. Exactly. So and we actually did our collaring before we did a wedding and didn't even know we were going to get married. So the collaring mm-hmm. was very yeah. important to us. I mean, that was our commitment ceremony. And um, I've actually officiated weddings for an international NLA president, actually. And yeah. it was a leather wedding and it involved a collar and a leash and leather and it was fucking hot. <laughs> so, you know, we've done that a couple of times. Yep. Now, uh, some people, uh, I did actually ask on the interwebs and for people that had experience, some people said uh, that that I've had a a good number of people replied, yes, this is not the most uncommon thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone says I did it for, you know, we do it for a specific time. Like, so for every three weeks is our time period. And after three weeks, we switch. Uh, So that's an interesting power exchange dynamic. Yeah. I would personally, that would not work for me. Because I would be all like punishing you for not making the bed. But I'd be thinking, <laughs> damn, this shit's getting spun around in two weeks. Fuck this. I'm going to let her slide on that shit. That's why I'm not a good switch. <laughs> that, that wouldn't work. The, the submissive roundtable last night, we talked about punishment and discipline and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, letting it slide doesn't work. But when you know 
It's going to be switching in a couple of weeks. I can see why you would do that. Yeah. You know, the, the other um, the other common response is do what the hell you want. There's no mm-hmm. rules. And that's another, like I just said, the great thing about being an alternative lifestyle, there are no rules. Do what speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you want, so the person that wrote us, I didn't even think about this, but I can respond to her with my wedding website. Oh, and nice. I've, I've got a couple of scripts for collarings that that we've done over the years. So that might give them some ideas. Mm -hmm. And then some people are saying, take what you like and leave the rest and create your own damn thing. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And if collars, shared collars speak to you, then do collars. Mm -hmm. Um, Or other symbols, if that doesn't work for you. I'm a big fan of hand fasting. Mm -hmm. Hand fasting rituals are kind of neat. With the, I'm getting ready. Oh, crud. I missed a phone call tonight. I was supposed to call, somebody was supposed to call me about a hand fasting. So, um, and we were going to talk about the cords and stuff like that. So, but I never got the call. Maybe it's tomorrow night. I'll have to look at my calendar. But yes, we're going to be talking about the hand fasting and the cords and what all the colors mean and why you do the cords. And just, there's so much symbology in the hand fastings that I do that is, it's fantastic. It's, it strikes me that I should... Um, there should be some really shabari, ropey type stuff that you can do with a hand fasting for a kinky couple. It also strikes me, reminds me that, oh, I saw that little light bulb go off. Right yeah, there. because P of B&P was actually wearing a rope harness over her wedding dress oh. during the collarings. You, I didn't remember that until you said that, but she was wearing a, a, a rope dress, a, a rope mm-hmm. harness right. over the top of her. But it was like October, November, so she also had like a fur wrap oh, yeah. around that. Remember? So it was like a dress and the rope <laughs> and then the fur wrap. So It's so neat that we've stuck around long enough to have all these cool little things, interactions and stories that we've had with And people. you know, that would have been what, 2004, 2005? And we actually saw them... Um, at, at a, uh, thing, memorial here at the space, Carrie's memorial. Oh, rock on. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still together. So that's, oh, that's nice. 15 years. So it can work, right? Yep. There you go. <laughs> it does work. Uh, I, so last night, thinking of Shabari, uh, and well, actually this is going to be totally moving on to a new topic. So <laughs> okay. are we good on the collaring? Is that pretty much? I think much- we're good on the collar. Give it a go. And you know what? Write your own thing. And I will. I'll send you a link to some of the scripts that I've used for collarings and such and um, for my wedding website. And that'll give you a, a good feel of maybe where to start. So and use what you like and make up your own stuff otherwise. Absolutely. And um, Dallas, man, you got, that's a great place to be kinky. Dallas is a great place to be kinky. Oh, yeah. Well, you think about it. We've been to, to the... Uh, bridging the what, Slash. Bridging the Slash. But also, what's the big conference South, out there? The big leather conference. South, South Plains. South right. Plains Leather Fest. in Dallas. Leather Fest. Leather... Shit. I forget. There's a couple of uh, big leather events in the There's, same area with almost the same initials. Visiting Dallas was really interesting because they do something that no other community does that, I've, that? Ever, that I've been to. What's that? They have one night a month where they have a munch. Mm-hmm. But it is not like this group's munch or that group's munch. You remember we went to that munch where it was oh, all yeah. the groups. Like a community munch. Yeah. All the groups got together at this big old, uh, I'm sure it was a barbecue place. And they oh, had yeah, this yeah. big mega munch. It's really pretty neat. It is neat to see all the different groups get together and do that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, so there you go. I, what I was thinking about was we were talking a little bit about the hand fasting in Shibari last night at the... Dominant Roundtable, 
I was reminded that I don't do rope. I'm no good at rope. <laughs> but I've even had someone from Dallas. Oh, is that why you were thinking of Dallas? Because I had someone from Dallas oh, no. come no, no, to no, the no, house. No. And I mean, she wasn't from Dallas at the time. She's living there now. But even come to the house and you drew pictures to try to remember the knots. And it didn't work for shit. <laughs> but I was reminded at the Dominance Roundtable that I am a Dominance. And I have... And I'm a master. Mm-hmm. So all I have to do is find a slave who's good at shibari. And if I want to tie somebody up, I can just point and click. And just point my slave at him and say, oh. I'm going to tie you up. And then make the slave go do it. Well, that's a way to do it. Yeah. I believe Boy Bell is quite the ropey person. So As maybe... long as you've got the consent of everybody oh, involved. Stop pissing on my fantasy. <laughs> <sighs> oh, damn it. I've been called a bubble popper before. So I know. I start looking like, into the logic of it. <laughs> like I'm whispering dirty things in your ear about you sucking off a pool boy. And you're like interjecting. <laughs> and he pulls a condom, condom out of his sock. I was like, you're going to fucking. There's no STIs in fantasy land. But I really want it to happen. I know. So it's got to feel real. Uh, speaking of things that feel real, we got slammed with the tentacles. Ooh, we did. Um, awesome stuff. So, I don't care. You tell people about it. Oh, I'm going to tell people. Or are you going to pull something up? Yes, I want to, I want to pull up the, the thing from Nobilis Reed. Okay. So, well, Kitty and Chip have sent us a couple of things, including that one, and you're going to pull that one up. And um, then Enigma. Oh, you got food on boobs, too. Yes. Don't be talking about my food on boobs. <laughs> I won't. I'll Jump skip down that one. your t- dinnerware. So, well, Jay-Z sent a pic of a tentacle dinnerware, so that would go great with my um, uh, kitchen. Yes. Those cloth thingies. Towels. Towels. This is why we don't normally record this late at night. <laughs> that is true. So, but uh, the daughter-in-law gave me uh, tentacle dish towels, and she doesn't know what it is yes. that I like about tentacles. Or maybe she does. She's the... Never mind. So, um, that would go very well with uh, tentacle dinnerware. And then... Um, kitten... I don't know if it's Kitten Kentucky or Kitten Kai sent a bunch of Reddit links... I'm going to mm-hmm. have to join that Reddit group because there was a lot of really good A couple good of different links. groups, and I did join a couple of them. A couple did of them you? I did not join. Um, decapitating Tentacles. No, maybe that wasn't one. <laughs> but a couple of them I did join, and I'm looking forward to seeing them in my feed. Mm. Uh, but more important is Kitty Kai sent Lucky Charms on boobs, which is my favorite breakfast cereal. They certainly did. On boobs. It's not my favorite but- breakfast cereal in general. And then uh, Enigma87 sent... A uh, some art pick of Skittles on boobs. And side note, this is some fucking art too. Oh, yeah? I actually reached out to him, Enigma, and said, "You know, this is some high quality. Hey, did you take these pictures? And and really, really well done stuff. Nice. And I know what you were going to say. What? Uh, Kitty and Chip also sent this from Nobilis. Uh, it's episode. This is well. This is how it goes. <clears throat> Angela." You got to relax, Esther said as she tightened the straps on my backpack. You're going to be all right. Some tentacle monsters are scary, but Selfin is as docile as they come. (laughs) Oh, then went on to the park ranger. So, uh, yes, um, Kitty and Chip has uh, sent over, uh, well, it's a podcast, actually, from the Nobilis Reed. So is that like just the notes from the podcast? Yes. Nice. Uh, This is episode 433, Spawning Grounds, by Julie Cox. You know, we've heard of Nobilis before. I wonder why, 
I need to put it, if it's not on my daily to-do list, it doesn't get done. So I need to put things like nobilis, listen mm-hmm. to the podcast or read this story or read that because literally it does not get done. My to-do list is space, 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 <laughs> podcast, book, not, mail, not things, 100% true. motorcycle, you know, just. <laughs> and your, your list, because you didn't have enough to do, you've added robes to your list. I did. So um, because I'm, I'm doing the vending with Blossom Trading Company, uh, remember that I am a apprentice to a flogger maker, which is Arcane of Arcane's Attic. Um, me and Arcane just took over Mr. Malaprop stuff, so we'll be making that his design soon. But I'm also doing some um, after hooded aftercare blankets. So I've been posting pictures of those. I finally got the design down that I want, and so I'm making hooded aftercare blankets. And then I made my first cloak yesterday. So that's amazing. It's and like a it's like a real thin velvet or a velveteen maybe, but it's a real thin, flowy. Oh, it looks like it just looks like water. The color mm, of the yeah. robe and the way it shimmers, it looks like water. And it's uh, yeah, came out very well. You know came the the well. uh, the demo cape that you made, which kind of had a Hello Kitty design or something like that? There's a, a Hello Kitty one that I practiced with and a Chips and Dip one that I practiced with. Yeah, the Hello Kitty one, somebody commented on the Instagram saying that they really, really loved it. Uh-huh. I, I gave it away. Did you? Yes. I, they haven't written me back to say they want it yet, though. Okay. So, well, I'll put it aside. I got to find it because I've um, did it, it's probably in the laundry room because I put it to the washer. If you're digging the Instagram, you can find us there and see the picture of the occasional day as erotic awakening. Of the occasional day. Yes. <laughs> uh, I see that the um, new book that you and I wrote, the Polyamory Toolkit, has been outselling Living MS by leaps and bounds. Oh, good gosh. 10 um, to 1, 20 to 1. I don't know about... Well... It, uh, yeah, we're, getting ready, to, we're yes. getting ready to order another hundred. So, yeah. well, you're right. Living a mess has been around for quite a while, so, and we have sold quite a bit of those. Yeah. So, but, um, but, uh, yeah, it was neat that one of the orders you, we, that we sent out. Did, now, you just sent that one out already. The last one that we... weekend, they may, or last week, they may have it by now, mm-hmm. but it's international, so they yeah. may not. So, you sent a book to Finland. Finland. What did it cost to send a book to Finland? It was like $18, yeah. almost the same price as the book. And there's no <laughs> way to get it cheaper. So I tried. Yeah. <laughs> there's no media international. So, but uh, I tried to get it cheaper. But um, but that's pretty neat. We're getting yeah. orders. I, I, I actually get nervous when I've got everything packed up and ready to mail out. Because usually as soon as I get in the car and I'm on my way to the post office, another order comes in. It's like, <laughs> damn it. So but, that is uh, not a bad problem. That have. is not a bad problem. But I feel like if I just wait a little bit at home, I'll catch it. But I don't. It waits till I'm in the car. <laughs> I wonder if like Stephen King's sitting around his house going, oh, damn it. I just got another thousand orders for no. this book. <laughs> he probably has somebody does that for him. You probably think? so. Yeah. yeah. I like that I get to write little notes on yeah. the, on the uh, invoices when yep. I send it out. So that was kind of cool. One of the producers of the last event we just did just ordered one so that was kind of neat i got to write on the invoice indigo oh rock on yeah so um i got to write on the on the invoice thanks for a great yeah. great event and uh, yeah side note um if you're into the polyamory we just returned from endless poly summer which mm-hmm. was a fantastic event it was good it and was really although good. we don't run it anymore beyond the love is coming up and you can mm-hmm. check that out at beyondthelove.org that's yep. shaping up to be a fantastic event it is 
And other than that, you would know about these things already, though, if you, too, were a new subscriber to the newsletter, such as... Switch to Dom from Maryland. Kramer from Europe. And that's what they said, Europe. I guess they're from all of Europe. (laughs) Emma from Michigan. Dean from Detroit. Oh, you left me this one. Exujpov? It looks like it would be point of view. Exuge. Exuge? Is that huge? X-Y-O-O-J. Yeah, sorry. I'm just like, I'm like, if I say it just right, it'll sound like a word. So, and they are from Minnesota. Get your EA shout outs. Head over to theeroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. Awesome. Why don't you say the next thing? Oh, you always say the next thing. That's why I wasn't going to do it. So take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on the Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or... Just tell your friends. If you like what you're doing, feel free to head over to patreon.com erotic awakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, episode EA 493, and more. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.